drum roll, everybody! You have turned in the dial of the podcast station. You have downloaded something from a satellite in a deep space orbit. You have made a fantastic decision today to listen to the pastors of pain. I'm here with my amigo, the other priest. Also, as people say, my roommate, which is we live in the opposite corners different of the house. Rooms, different, different rooms. Different rooms, opposite floors. Housemates. 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 Brothers. In brother the Lord. Priests, in the Lord. Brothers in the Lord. Not Father Brian O'Brien. Everybody get him a round of applause. Hey, thanks, everyone. Great. And there was, um, and there was much rejoicing. <laughs> wonderful. Uh, wonderful to be with you. Uh, we... Here in uh, Payne County, we are just loving loving life in many ways, and also, you know, the usual, the struggle is real on other on other fronts. What, what about the introduction of COVID. jackets this past week? Um, I wore my jacket and loved every minute of it. I know. Yeah, you woke up oh. Wednesday morning and you. I actually, I, you know, so I kind of keep a little about once a day. I'll sort of look at the forecast, you know, just mm-hmm. to kind of get a sense because, especially now, we're doing. Like starting this weekend, we're doing a lot of, uh, we're doing in-person activities, but a lot of them are outside. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if it's raining or if it's wicked hot, whatever. Wicked hot. <laughs> and so, um, so I've been keeping more in tune with, with the weather. So I saw the cold front coming in this week. And actually over the weekend, um, I busted out my jackets. What I like to do I, at the beginning of the winter, I, <laughs> I get my, I get, I have two jackets. Yeah. Um, and I, I, like I wash them, you know, kind of, they've been, in, they've been stuck in the closet lonely since, in the uh, back there. since March or so. And, uh, yeah, give them a good, give them a, a thorough washing. And now I'm wearing, I only wear one at a time though. Did your Irish skin like Father Sean Donovan go hip hip hooray. It Cloud is nice. Cover. Cloud it is cover nice. Is back. Clouds, clouds are nice. Rain, even rain is nice. It gets in the way of some things, but. Good for the farmers. No, uh, it is great. A little drizzle. My Japanese millet is growing. I learned. I've been learning about ground soil temperature the last couple of weeks, and our ground soil is at an inch below the surface is seventy six degrees, and the Japanese millet can't go any further below sixty five ground soil temperature. I'm falling asleep. Uh, the Red Dirt Riviera, also known as the Red this Soil Riviera. This is when people turn the show off. What? This is exciting stuff. Um, I want to. Uh, I want to talk about atheism. What? I, how, that was a quick change. Yes. I was talking about dirt and you went straight to atheism? Well, I was falling asleep and now I want to talk about something interesting Oh, wake up the mind. Athe- um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. You're saying atheism is exciting? It's an interesting. It's interesting. It's an interesting. Why is it interesting? Is it just the name? Uh, like when people, when the word the atheism comes out, like. I think it's, con- It's. I mean, we're Catholic priests. I mean, it's it, it's sort of in direct. I mean, I love atheists, but like it's, it's, in, a, it's in direct contradiction to. What well, I've given my life to—that's uh-huh. pretty I, darn. I that's pretty darn interesting. That is pretty darn interesting. You know, somebody you run believes. into someone and I say, hey, "I'm a Catholic priest," and they say, "Well, I hate Catholics." <laughs> well, uh, well, that's pretty darn interesting. Or uh, I believe in Jesus, and you just say, "I believe in science." Like if somebody said, uh, "Hey, I'm a Catholic priest," and they said, "Well, I, I'm Catholic." Uh, okay, like yeah, like cardio B. Cardio B. That's not as you know. We we have some things in common, but I think atheism, um, you know, is gr- it's growing. Um, it's a growing movement. Statistics show uh, atheism in our culture, not just in the United States, but um, kind of the U.S. and Western Europe uh, is atheism is on the rise. Um, I think you're seeing in the culture today um, atheists being more vocal in uh-huh. their bold in their belief, in their politics, in their 
Um, and I and I and I get all that. So this is not this is not a like a we hate atheist show. This is a we love atheists show. Um, because uh, the the reason it's on my mind also is on Sunday, this Sunday night, we're starting kicking off our Life Nights, which is our mm-hmm. middle school, junior high, high school. Uh, we're starting with a little outside activity, and then we're all coming into the church for a, for a talk. Opening topic of night number one, yours truly on Wait, who's atheism. Tr- who's yours truly, me? No, it's me. You? Oh, I was like, wow, I didn't yours plan truly on this. Yours truly is a self-referential. Uh, oh, got it. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, so let's let's open the floor up to atheism. Then what? We, we're accepting callers um, only. Hold on, uh, atheists ring, only. Ring, Give us ring, a call. I love those shows, <laughs> like Catholic Answers. When, when they they'll have like shows where they'll be like, we want you know like Protestants only, please call, or like uh, Muslims only. They're, but they're, you know, as an attempt to to kind of engage. Anyway, we're not taking calls. This is a. Uh, not alive. Uh, <laughs> well, tell us, tell us what atheism call. is because it's it's uh, I I think it's a word, a phrase that may be tossed around that then it, it assumes this definition that is uh, kind of preconceived but may not be accurate. Yeah, so I'll tell you kind of where I'm going to go in my in my talk. The way I'm going to spoiler des- alert describe it. Um, should anybody listen to this before uh, Sunday night? Uh huh. Which which many people do. I know many people anxiously await. They sit by their phone and, and constantly uh, uh, refresh, refreshing in order for the, usually we put it out <laughs> Friday or, or they're listening on the radio Sunday morning. <laughs> your mother, uh, your mother, she does Jay listen. says, she does your listen. mother is on the line, Jay says, it's so called in. I would say this, so atheism, broadly, broadly speaking, um, atheism is the rejection of the belief in the existence of a deity or deities. Ah, theism. Against God, yes. So yeah, it's right one there who in the is Greek a group. theist. You hear that a lot in like reference to sort of the founding fathers of the United States, Jefferson, oh. Washington. They were they were not a particular religion, a Christian denomination. They were theists. They, they believed, believed in God. In a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then we could talk about athe- atheists, sort of um, d- dividing up into kind of two two categories. So one would be kind of passive atheism. Um, so that would be someone who just sort of lacks a belief in God. I don't. I don't. It's passive. I. I. It's. It's not. I don't actively believe this. I. I sort of actively don't believe that. Anyway, right. passive. Um, and then active athe- atheism, which which is sort of like like being evangelical about their atheism, and that is seeking to actively disprove that there is a God. Active atheism. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, and so we run in, you know, and, there, and there's, and there's, yeah. I think that's broad, broadly speaking. And and if there's atheists listening, they might say, "Wow, well, I'm, a, I'm this or that." And I, and they I, all and fit. I in, they fit into these categories. This is a 29 and a half minute show, and so we're not, you know, going into, um, you know, all that. Do you see this on? You see this on campus? Oh yeah, yes. Um, yeah. Well, what I mean, is, what's the what's the state of things? What's it, the state of things uh, is, is that it it is growing. It, it, there's, there's this line for the scriptures of give reasons for your belief. Oh yeah. And, and people who are, are raised Christians, sometimes they don't they don't have a reason why they believe. And so when presented with an idea against their their like maybe basic belief, mm-hmm. they can quickly say, okay, yes, I I don't I don't believe. I don't believe it, that there's a God that exists. So that could quickly change. Uh, there is, you know, a, a militant atheism. People who are just like, propose it with great force of 
atheism is the only answer. Uh, there's no such thing as God. Uh, and I think those I are— I mean, you see this? I mean, there's—on uh, campus, there is—this is sort of a— Oh, yes. You know, the, there was a fl- flying spaghetti monster movement, the uh, FSM. I've... Yeah, that existed. We talked about— OSU? Oh, it happens on all college campuses. It happens ah. all around, it's w- around the world that this idea that, you know, basically there's no such thing as God exists, and the idea of it is just a figment of your imagination or, as we heard, the opium of the masses. So it'd be the the idea is that if like you saying I believe in God is equivalent to me saying I believe in a flying spaghetti monster, or, or uh, you believe that gravity doesn't exist, like it's oh, like wow. just like th- you're wrong. You're I mean oh. it's not just a, a figment of your and imagination. It's irrational. Yeah, I mean it, the, to believe in God is an irrational thought. Y- correct. Wow. So those are the kind of movements that go around through not only through the universities. Uh, both professors and students, but also parents as well, and, and you know politicians, as you ma- made mention. So just kind of interesting. It, it perme- it's permeating our culture, and it's on the rise. And I, I think many of the reasons why it's on the rise is probably the lack of uh, an intellectual life around their Christian. Yes, upbringing. bad philosophy. Bad philosophy. Bad theology. You know, it, I, I love this. Yeah. Uh, I love the yep. fact that. One can be called a theologian and teach a variety of Christian teachings. Okay, so you can like... It's not always been that way. It's not always been that way. It is as if I would say, okay, I'm an architect and I will build a cement structure whichever way I want. I'll follow my own rules that I manufacture. And what happens when you build something that is then made by my own set of standards and not a sort of formed standard of ways of building well parking garages and bridges and buildings collapse and so what has happened in the christian theology world is because of the division in theology and the not the central centralness of the creed then we have this broad spectrum of belief that then the atheist argument quickly penetrates and destroys and disassembles because with the rejection of faith and reason, which as Pope John Paul II are the two wings that lift one to heaven, because we've separated wow. faith and reason apart from each other, uh, then that's what the kind of the atheist culture does. It separates that and it separates us from science because Catholics are the foundation of science in the Western well, world. Both the monasteries and yeah. The idea of the Big Bang Theory, not the TV show, but the... Long before the TV show. Yeah, and I think even Darwin's theory of uh, of evolution, where you have m- most people interpret it as the strong will survive, and that's not true. His is that if you do not adapt, you will not survive. That's why we're masks right now. That's Like, we adapt to things over time. My boy's wicked smart. <laughs> We adapt to things over time. So, and so we yeah. have this, we, as, as Christians, we've lost this beauty of science, the understanding. And so we, we can't talk to our friends. So let's friends. talk about that. So I think a lot of people, I think some people who are atheists would say, I, I am an atheist, whether, as we said, you know, sort of passive or, mm-hmm. or trying to convert others to atheism. Uh, I think a lot of people would say it's be, because of science. Right. Um, because... I, I need I need proof, and there is no proof of God's existence. We would say different, that there is there is proof 
of God's existence. I would encourage people right. to look up, especially St. Thomas Aquinas's right. Five Proofs okay. of yeah. God, God's But what's the, the okay. science? The, the, the science, like Mendel, the father of modern genetics, was a religious Augustinian brother. Uh, father Lamott came up with the idea of the Big Bang Theory. Fahrenheit, Copernicus, all were Catholics. Even a young um, heliocentric universe um, scientist, theologian, uh, taught at the University of Parish, and his teachings influenced Thomas Aquinas. Albert the Great? Albert the Great. Boom, patron saint of scientists. And even those people who are accused of, like we say, we say these people lived as Catholics all their life, even though they may have been corrected by the church. They faithfully yeah. were buried as Catholics. I would encourage people to go back and listen to when Father Kerry was gone this summer, and I had uh, Dr. Matt Cabine, who's a microbiology oh, yeah. professor at OSU and a, a good Catholic dude. Um, go back and listen to that show. We, we kind of went into to a lot of this. But I think, so that's a, that's a, that's a you hear that a lot in, a, in atheist arguments is, is a kind of a scientism. Right. Science <laughs> equals truth. Right. And there can and, be no nothing outside of that. And we have to use our minds for what they're made for, designed to research and study and look into the depths of the stars and the galaxies. That's what our minds are made for. And what is going on in our culture right now is the numbing and the darkening of the mind. With social media just being bombarded, coming upon us. Netflix, (laughs) boom, what is Netflix? Netflix has made billions of dollars during COVID. You know, just purchasing stuff on Amazon, just the buying and material possessions numbs the human mind. And then what does it do? It forces us to not think. So when we're approached by somebody who we we who has a different idea than us, we can't think with them. We can't talk with them. Yeah. We can't even we we're unable to even do any prior research and to investigate the beauty of what we have in in creation. I read several years ago the book uh, by Neil Postman called "Amusing Ourselves to Death." Oh yes, uh, it's, but the, the subtitles like public public discourse in the age of show business. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there's the, to your point, there's the kind of yeah this numbing. So now in the in the church, I would offer uh, as a great resource. I'm going to give you a couple. Ooh. One is a document by Saint John Paul II called Fides et Ratio. What I just quoted that. F I don't. I'm going to but I'm going to read the I'm going to read the whole paragraph and give you. I'm going to I want to back you up. Ooh. I'm backing you up, brother. Beep. Beep. Okay, fides eratio, F-I-D-E-S space E-T space R-A-T-I-O, fides eratio uh-huh. from 1998. So this is the opening paragraph of fides eratio. Faith and reason, which is what fides et ratio uh-huh. means. Faith and reason are like two wings <gasps> of which the human spirit rises to the contemplation of truth. Ooh. And God has uh-huh. placed in the human heart a desire to know the truth. In a word, to know himself, so that by knowing and loving God, men and women may also come to the fullness of truth about themselves. So it's not just about growing in this truth, it's about also myself. So the idea that that to be a person of faith is to then to sort of empty your brain. As Catholics, we would say, no way. Faith and reason. Fides et ratio. So there are some things that can't be proven. Um, there are some things that are yeah, outside right. of the realm of science. 
but that we still hold. And that's why we need we need both. We well, remember that there was an episode of the Bill Maher show, and I don't watch it, but I, I saw something about it. And he was he was asking this Christian leader, and he says, "So you abandon reason when your faith when an interaction with your faith?" And the guy was like. Yes. It was Ralph Reed. And I about that dude ticks me off so bad. the remaining hair yeah. out of my head. He was a big in the, he kind of peaked in the 90s as like a p- Christian political leader, kind of the moral majority, Republican. Um, yeah. And it was like, a bit, but, but I think that's the, the kind of, that can, that can be a result. I'm not mm-hmm. saying this about all Bible-based or evangelical Christians, but that can be a result is you take reason and you put it on a shelf. That's right. Which we do not want to do. Mm-hmm. Which we do not want to do. We're okay, next. Okay, what, so what, back what else to, on the back list? To atheism. I think one of the main causes of atheism is the, is, so science, we, we kind of, we covered that a little bit, um, is the bad witness of Christians. Come again? Really? And so somebody would say, well, I was, you know, I went to church or I was a believer. And then this person who I thought was, you know, a believer so mm-hmm. we see that in the church, you know, I mean, of, of the, the bad witness of, I mean, our, in our own day and age, bis- bishops and priests, um, yeah. the scandal that comes about. Exactly. I can say in my own, in my own life, I mean, you and I, you know, we're, we've made mistakes. You say something, you're kind of maybe uncharitable towards a person or you, you know, you think, okay, that was, you know, you kind of exactly did something the right way. And it turns out somebody kind of gets offended by it. I mean, so it's, it's true of all of us. So I'm, I'm sort of putting myself right. in with all that. Father Carey's perfect, but I'm not. Uh, so the bad. So what? So somebody says that because mm-hmm. of the bad witness of the church or a or a church going person, therefore, Correct. I'm out. Yeah. Therefore, God must not be so and so did blank. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's a, it's a bad witness. Uh, there, there's like a musician who's got this really uh, awful song and a trending TikTok that's going out, mm. and she claimed that she's Catholic. Oh. And it's like. No, because you, what you're coming out of your mouth and your song and what's going on on TikTok do not correlate to what's going on in your interior life. If you say, I'm a Christian, then you got to be this powerhouse of divine love. You got to be this resonating, virtuous, holy person who who sings poems like, late have I loved you, O beauty ever ancient, Ooh. ever new. Late have I loved you, you were in me when I was outside of you. We gotta, th- That's what's got to come out of our mouth. That was a little so, St. Augustine there little, for you. Sorry, that yeah, just, book good. 10 just came good out. Good stuff, good stuff. So the, yeah, g- examples. So I think that's, a, so I think that where those of us who are believers, um, all the more reason that we need to be g- good witnesses. Yeah. Uh, to let our light, Jesus says, let, you know, let your light shine before others that they may see the good that you do. And give, and give glory. glory to God, right? Yeah. Not to us, but to but give glory to God. So yeah, that's I think that's a that's a that's a big um, reason. So then, what about the problem of evil, right? This is another maybe mm. another topic for another day, right? But I think people would say, look at the Holocaust. There's no way God exists. Look at World War One and World War Two, right, and right. the Civil War, and and you know, look at COVID nineteen and a hundred where we are today, whatever it is, a hundred and you know, eighty thousand people just in the United States right. that have that have died. Um, where is God? So God, therefore, must not exist because God evil, is because he, he, evil. God exists. is all good. A tornado came through my town right. and destroyed things and killed people. Right. God does not exist. Yeah, the, the the argument is if God is all good, then why does evil exist? Right. So how how can how can evil mm-hmm. exist in the world? And 
You know, Thomas Aquinas answers that question really well. Bishop Robert Barron, go on uh, and watch some of his videos. He answers those questions really well. Uh, and I think another one— This is to- our topic next week at Youth Group. First week, atheism. Second week, the problem of evil. Oh, it's getting very exciting. Father it, Robert's doing that one though. Is he really? Yeah, we're gonna we're actually gonna we're gonna video them and and make them available. So we'll we'll get that out there. Wow, exciting. Yeah. I think another one in in the sort of uh, same category as I've heard this argument. You ask this on college campuses, and they say, uh, "Well, Christians have caused a lot of wars." Yeah, and, have, and so, have we? And so I I just ask the question of people. I say. You remember that? Uh, remember that guy on the Colbert Report? It was like eight years ago, where that he Stephen Colbert was interviewing that guy, and he goes, "Yeah, I really believe the Ten Commandments should be out in front of every building, government building." And Colbert says, "Why don't you go ahead and name them?" And he holds up his hands, and the guy's like, uh, "Thou oh. shalt not kill." And he's like, he gets three of them: "Thou shalt not steal." Oh, ouch! And the guy couldn't couldn't name the other seven commandments, and and at. This, when I ask people, when they say to me, well, Christianity has caused a bunch of wars, and I say, name them. Like, name me a war that Christians have caused. Uh, let's see. Uh, the French Revolution. No. Uh, no. Not Christians. Uh, no. The, <laughs> the Vietnam War. No. World War I, World War II. No. Uh, let's see. The Bolshevik Uprising. Oh, wait. Those were all communist, atheists, and socialists. Huh? How about Mao in China? How about uh, the the guy in Spain? How about the the wars in South and Central America? All? Wow. I mean, there's like 50 million people dead right there, and that no Christian wars. So wow, we uh, we like opening the mind. Know your stuff. Yeah, you got to know. Thinking about this. Got to know your stuff. Yeah, it's like ask questions. That's what when we talk to people of other of other beliefs. We have to ask them questions. We have to ask them, like, ask them a question when they say, uh, oh, you're a Christian? Why are you a Christian? And you say, then propose a question to them. What, you know, what, what makes you think I'm a Christian? Why, why would you ask me that question? Oh. You know, just to, to, yeah. to, to, to get them to talk so we can, we can build this dialogue of friendship with our brothers and sisters because that's why they're always, that's the way they're seen. Remember Jesus said in the gospel a couple of weeks ago, treat them as you would treat them a tax collector or sinner. And how do we treat tax collectors and sinners? Well, Jesus went and got Matthew the tax collector and called him to be a disciple. He, how does he treat sinners? He sat with Mary Magdalene and he wrote on the ground and he says, does anybody accuse you? And the answer is no, sir. No one accuses me. And he says, go and sin no more. That's the way Jesus treats tax collectors Very and sinners. Interesting. So I've been reading uh, this book. It's called uh, What to Say and How to Say It. Discuss Your Catholic Faith with Clarity and Confidence. Oh, vote? By Brandon Vaught. Vaught? Um, uh, he, has this, he has this line where he says, he calls it tips for talking with atheists. Uh-huh. Um, and he has, he has, he says three. Okay, one. Tell Number me. Number one, respect their intelligence. Yeah, because I, I know some really smart atheists. Right, and, and that's where yeah. I think it's not a, it's this, we're not in this to sort of win we're not in this to well, I mean, to win souls, yes, but not in it when we get into arguments, especially true on the internet, right? All those people who, whose minds get changed every day by Facebook arguments. No, <laughs> um, no, the, said no one right, on social media. Right. So, but because what happens so often, and this happens mm-hmm. nowadays more online than in person, but also in person, um, is it things become uncharitable 
quickly. Oh, because really? feelings <laughs> feelings get hurt, temperatures rise. Because and part of that is, I mean, whether if I'm talking to an atheist, right? I feel passionately about Christ and His Church. That Jesus came and died for my sins, and rose again, and walks by my side every day. Like I feel very passionately about that. As does this person who doesn't believe that. They feel passionately as well. So yeah. Anyway, to to respect the the intelligence of the other, respect their opinion. Um, understand that it, that it came, it's coming from somewhere, and maybe it was the, a bad experience with a Christian. And then if you give them another bad experience with oh, a Christian, while you're trying on. to convince them to be a Christian, uh-huh. not going to work. Okay, so right. he says respect their intelligence, find common ground. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's why you ask them questions. And I'll get f- back to that in just a minute. Okay. And then and then ask good questions. Yeah, right. Ask good Legitimately, questions. like you know, what 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 do you believe? One thing I think in terms of common ground, I've I've found in in, in discussions with uh, with those who do not believe in God, um, is oftentimes I'll uh, I'll say, t- tell me about the God you don't believe in. Ooh, okay. And just leave it open, and then shut up. Like leave that open ended, because what is so often where, where we find common ground is the God they don't believe in. I don't believe in either. Because what they what they say is okay. Explore that a little. What, because what 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 God, I don't I can't believe in a God who who kills people. Okay, I can't believe in a God who you know who hates um, certain groups of people. Um, I can't believe in a God who would uh, start a war. I can't believe in a God, and and they start sort of naming all these things. Okay, and I say, yeah, I don't believe in that God either. Right. Mm. All right. So now we've got now we've got a little bit of common ground. So it's the old Fulton Sheen thing where he says, you know, there's not there's not a hundred people in the world who hate the Catholic Church for what she actually teaches, but right. there's hundreds of thousands like who hate us because of what they think that we that we teach. Oh yes, yes, yes. You know. Anyway, it it kind of gets to that. So so just that that putting that back on them. Of, okay, tell me about tell me about the God you don't believe in. Um, why don't you? And and then listen. Maybe mm-hmm. they've maybe they've had a bad experience. Maybe it's a maybe it's a science thing. And if they're open, and this is the kind of the cool, it's sort of the good and bad of the internet. Um, the internet, I think, has given atheism a, a, like a a new medium. Okay. I mean, so there's a lot of that playground. Out there. But what I've seen really interesting lately is a lot of um, a really civil, charitable debates. Um, so I watched one the other night. On the Matt Matt Frad show, uh, it's on YouTube and podcast, and it was Father Gregory Pine who, who was here. Who we know who stayed with us last year, and then the guy he was talking to, I, whose name I forget at this moment, um, and they went for like an hour and a half. Yeah, I, I saw a it bit was of so interesting, and it got high level pretty quick. I mean, it was very philosophical, and They're very, I could see man. somebody who kind of like. I mean, there were parts where I was like, "Wait, what? Oh, I don't like. I don't remember learning that." Or you know, <laughs> I mean, I got lost a couple times, you know, and I'm sp- I do this for a living. Um, so I could see it not sort of being a, a made, you know, uh, people not sitting and watching all 90 minutes of it because it got pretty technical pretty fast. But seeing those kinds of debates and seeing people of faith, Catholic priests, like really hold their own and really make definitive and clear, effective arguments for, I mean, just in, in this case, for the existence of God. And then there's, a you know, it's another step to say there's a God and he became a human and, and died for our sins. Okay, there, you know, that's all sort of other layers. But for this, for our purposes today, just to dive into to atheism, it's out good. there. 
it's out there. So I would encourage you to check out uh, the Catechism of the Catholic Church, um, starting at paragraph 2123 and following all the way through uh, kind of 2128. There's a little piece there on atheism, a piece on agnosticism. And anyway, good, really kind of interesting stuff. And what's interesting, I think most about the, in the catechism is a lot of the quotes it's, it's, it's talking about from documents of the Second Vatican Council. That comes from like the 1960s. So it's not as if the church is sort of, oh my gosh, there's atheism. We better, quick, rally the troops. Like there's been atheism forever. I mean, there's always been right. this, this debate of do, does God exist? So I would encourage people, anyone listening, if you're an atheist, you want to talk about it more, you call Father Kerry and he'll, he'll, uh, he'll, amen. T- he'll yeah, take come you on. out to lunch. If you go to OSU, whatever that may be. Um, so we can kind of continue this uh, discussion. If you're living in Stillwater, call Father O'Brien O'Brien. Yeah, if you go to if you go to OSU, call Father Kerry. If you don't live, if you don't go to OSU, give me a shout. Um, but but I think for the for those who are Catholic and Christian who are listening, is really to to dive into your faith. You should be able right. to talk uh, in an educated, articulate way about why God exists. Can I the leave five you with proofs? Leave us. Can I leave you with this a line from Evangelio Nunciande in 1975 by Paul VI? Please. He says. And why should only falsehood and error, why should these be the only things that are proposed? And then he says, it is the Christian right, it is our duty to do what? To respectfully present Christ and his kingdom to this world. Go and read uh, and study and learn your faith, learn science, learn the reasons why people don't believe, so to help you grow in great faith. To learn to believe. And to be able to evangelize. And to be able to present something new to a culture that is missing out on this great beauty, the beauty, the joy, the awesomeness of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. We thank you for joining us. We, we love you. you. And we, we hope you have you. a great week. We We're the pastors of pain. Peace. God bless you. <laughs>